Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of Monkey Movie Mondays. I'm your host, Chris, sitting here with Benny. Hi, guys. How is everyone? All right. I don't I, think they're going to answer. Yeah, I'm waiting for a reply. Yeah. I'll just say they're good. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. So, yeah, the, uh, the inaugural episode of Monkey Movie Monday. That's right, where uh, every Monday we watch a monkey movie. And not specifically monkey, but also ape, or literally anything that has a an adjacent character. Right, right. Gorillas, uh, any type of primate. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty pretty much it. And uh, yeah, we're gonna tell you our thoughts. This should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, uh, what you got? I don't know when this is going to be released, so I don't know when you're listening to this. So probably sometime in January. Fair enough. Um, but at at the time of recording, like right now for us, it is the day after the passing of Stan Lee. So this will be a little bit dated when you hear it. But at the moment, I, I just have to say uh, rest in peace to a, a great, great man. And he, he lived to be 95, which is amazing. But it's it's still too soon. I mean, I mean he was such an influence on uh on on modern pop culture and he 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 was the first guy to carry a torch for comics yeah yeah you know exactly. like hey guys these are these can be good stories let's check these out so uh yeah it's, it's very it's very sad i i hope he's in a better place so uh rest in peace stan you you had a hell of an impact on a hell of a lot of people agreed but since it's two months later let's uh yeah. let's move on yeah. oh yeah moving on stan moving on. we love you so, uh, what what was our, our movie today, Chris? Well, um, we're going to start off with The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the first of the newer, like, reboot trilogy of the Planet of the Apes series. When I was a kid, you know, I definitely saw the first couple, but I haven't seen them all. Same. same. Um, and I hardly remember them. I only really remember, like, the big beats. Same. I, I remember the uh, the Statue of Liberty buried in the sand and... Some and lines. Of course, the Get Your Dirty paws off me you damn dirty apes or you know or whatever yeah. and that that's about it agreed uh, i remember the tim burton one unfortunately very well <laughs> i didn't realize tim burton had one you didn't see that no, no i don't know it was I like didn't... late 90s hmm interesting you didn't see it with uh uh was it mark Wahlberg? no i all right well it's on a list we're gonna have i, to I don't think i have every... yeah it I put it on the list we were gonna do the original you know planet of the apes movies anyway so you might as well do the shitty mark Wahlberg version too Sounds good. So Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I think it's the least of the new trilogy. That said, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I I saw it a long I saw it when it was a new movie, so it was it was it was good to rewatch it and kind of go back to it because I didn't remember much about it. Um, the second one, I I still honestly don't remember if I've seen it or not, and I have definitely not seen the third one. Um, but the first one, yes, I agreed. I absolutely loved it, and it was great going back and rewatching it and uh, seeing some things I missed and stuff I forgot. It was it was great. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, it's it's just one of those movies. It's not what I like when I think of Planet of the Apes. Obviously, you don't think of all the humans and the the or origin, the apes coming to uh, intelligence. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not fully what I want in it. Like, I don't really give a rat's ass about James Franco's fucking dumb face. <laughs> well, if I remember right, didn't the, in, in the originals, it didn't really, it, you didn't really have an origin. It just, no. it started out with, uh, I believe it was Charlton Heston, mm -hmm. um, coming back from space. And when he lands, it's 
it's already the planet of the apes. Yeah, he thinks he's somewhere else. Yeah. So this is it. And, like, you know, so it's not really what I want in the Planet of the Apes movie. But as a movie, man, it fucking brings me along for the ride. I am so emotionally invested in the character of Caesar from almost the get-go. Caesar is amazing. Caesar is, uh, he's, he's a boss. I mean, he is the boss of the apes. Well, that's the thing. He becomes boss of the apes. And very smartly, too. And we get to see every little bit of it. And fuck, this movie's a roller coaster. Right. It's, they did a, a great job with the, uh, the, the character development of Caesar. And he, obviously, eventually he learns to talk. But most of the movie, he doesn't say anything. So you see this character development. You just, the way they... Um, the way they made his facial expressions and and his actions and it, it was just you really see that's him, Andy Circus. Yeah, you you really see him grow as a character, which is interesting because it's it's a monkey. It's an ape. An ape. I should probably learn the difference. That doesn't matter. We're calling the show Monkey Movie Mondays, <laughs> and the first first episode's about Planet of the Apes. Um, you know, but I agree. I mean, that's the story. That is the story of this this trilogy: is Caesar becoming human, and it's fucking incredible. I mean, let's let's go let's go through the movie by beats. You know, what I mean, there's some wacky shit going on. Yeah, oh, it yeah. opens up, and like I said, fucking emotional roller coaster. My heart breaks 19 times throughout this whole movie. Oh, absolutely. It's so sad. Right in the beginning, the fucking opening when they're catching the chimps. Yeah, yeah, they're just uh, the the chimps are out just running around doing chimp stuff. Chimp stuff. And uh, boom, a whole a whole bunch of people just kind of ambush them, take them by surprise, and. Just throw them in nets and kidnap them, and, and they're it, it flipping was, out, and yeah. it's just, you're just like, "Oh my god!" And it, and and that sets the tone for uh, my my hatred of humanity. Mm-hmm. I wrote, "I hate them," <laughs> at, the, at the end of my note for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that just brings you right into the fucking Genesis Labs, you know, right from there, and stupid Franco's right, face. and you see James Franco n- not brilliantly. I just don't buy him as a smart dude. <laughs> I I don't either. I I can't see him as a scientist. I like him when he's being I, like like kind of himself. You know, like yeah, I liked I'm, him in like This Is the End. Yeah, I, I mean he's he's not a bad actor, and he may be a really smart guy. In fact, I think he's he's got his own college or teaching a class or some something like that. So I, I mean, knows. so he's he's not a dumb guy, but he just I just don't see him as a scientist. It just didn't. I, yeah, maybe it's the smirking. Maybe, maybe it's the smirking that gets me. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. And then it's like, and then here's like 10 whole minutes of science jargon. It's like they're trying to channel their inner, inner Michael yeah. Crichton during the, <laughs> during the writing of the script. I'm like, shut up. Yep. Give me the apes jumping around. Come on. And uh, so the, the movie, the real meat of the story starts out, uh, much like every day starts out with me. Um, there's a, a monkey that wants to stay in her room. And refuses to leave, and then she is drug out. I do not like and, the way and, they deal with the apes. And <laughs> she's drug out of her room, and so then she just goes insane and starts attacking people until they shoot and kill her. And Fuck. Second heartbreak of the movie? That's that's like... I I can relate to that. Because every day I wake up, I just... I just no, I don't want to leave. You have a baby under your bed that you're stuff. trying to protect? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you got? You got baby Benny under there? Yeah. Well, it's, I don't I mean, think people care about your mound of tissues. <laughs> true. Very true. But it's mine and I will protect it. That's fair. You don't want to be clothed. Um, dude, this, like, when I, when you see dead bright eyes just lying on the table, 
Uh, I guess we should probably talk about this now. Spoilers, man. Watch these fucking movies if you're going to listen. Well, to these. I mean, it's how old is this movie? Like 2011, but I don't care. Like, yeah, when, a new, when King Kong vs. Godzilla comes out, we're going to fucking watch it in the movie theater and we're going to do this show. You true, know what I mean? True, They're going to have yeah. to deal with spoilers or don't listen. Okay, so yeah, um, pretend but, this is the very beginning of the show. Spoilers, spoilers. If you have not seen this movie from like seven years ago. Uh, yeah, something like that. It's like 2011. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, seeing Dead Bright Eyes on that table. Is when it really made me realize and just think about it. It's like these movies at times are actually really difficult to get through. No, they they really are. Like, I mean, really I, hard. I I for real, my eyes got a little sweaty uh, a couple times during this movie, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure they will for the second and the third one. So definitely, I mean, it's it's amazing. Fucking big pharma horse, right? <laughs> Hate them all. Um. So then, then we kind of move on to uh, to the, the the reason why Franco is pretending to be a scientist. I mean, it became a scientist um, for his dad. after he takes Baby Caesar home. Don't forget that part. Right, right. He takes uh, takes Baby Caesar home. Turns out, Bright Eyes had a baby. James Franco takes her home, and we meet his father. Um, the reason why he started getting into the whole science thing to begin with the wonderful John Lithgow, um, who has Alzheimer's, and John Lithgow. Oh my! Hell of an actor, one hell of an actor. He crushes. Yeah, he. It's it's amazing. And uh, I, several years ago, a a close friend of the family um, actually got Alzheimer's, and we had to see her kind of declining, her her mental faculties declining, yeah. and she would forget stuff, and then she would get real agitated, and and not full on violent, but but close to it and it was just it's movie aside anyone who has a family member or friend or or whatever go through this it's heartbreaking i mean it it's just it is awful and uh and john lithgow he did a great job of acting as if he had that disease i mean it was it was brilliant definitely i mean he was he was great you know, so then um, he, uh, he doesn't treat him, his dad, yet, right? He doesn't treat him till like, later? I don't remember. Um, I didn't write that down. Yeah, I, I think he treats him later Later on. Like three years later when Caesar like, starts growing up? Something like that, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, little Caesar is awesome. Fucking just swinging around. It makes you feel so guilty just watching the kids. He wants to play. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And uh, then, then they take him. Uh, eventually, they actually take him to the uh, the Everwood for a Redwood Forest, uh, big forest. It's anyway. a red Redwood yeah. Forest, yeah, yeah, Redwood Forest. And uh, and I gotta say, it was watching Caesar swing around and and climb the trees and just be free was was great i mean it was amazing seeing that just for about 10 seconds for about 10 <laughs> seconds it let your goddamn heart soar and then it just cuts to it like transitions to five years after that with right. like a more adult caesar who then leaves the trees and then goes into what is caesar and here's your fucking heartbreaking yeah, again yeah, yeah i know fuck um, the series is so intense man it just beats you over the head constantly yeah. well i mean and, and i i think a theme of this is uh is to be self-aware. I actually my my exact notes says self-aware equals sad and lonely. Yeah, 
I agree. And I can. <laughs> I relate to that. Because I mean, when you're when you're a monkey just swinging around and eating bananas and doing monkey shit, then you know everything is great. But then when you're like, wait a minute, I am a monkey. I am smart. I am alone. Alone. Yeah. It, it sucks. And uh, my very <laughs> my very next note is smart equals burden burden. Mm. Which is true. I mean, it, it, you know. That's very true. Uh, hold on to that thought, though, because I think that actually stretches very much into the ape sanctuary when Maurice says to him, human don't like smart ape. Right? So let's, hold, let's, let's elaborate on that hold, thought hold in a moment. Because before a moment. we yeah. get to that, I would like to take a moment to um, uh, just acknowledge the strong direction. Ooh, that was bad English. <clears throat> <laughs> I would like to just take a moment to acknowledge the strong direction of Rupert Wyatt. The fucking, uh, the sequence, in particular, when John Lithgow starts to, like, slip, and he's he's messing up the pilot's car, who, the, for, let's take a second to acknowledge yeah, the that pilot, poor, too. That poor bastard. The fucking guy gets everything <laughs> happening to him throughout this whole movie. Uh, so, like, the dude's fucking up his car, so then he's, like, a real asshole calling the cops and, like, trying to, like, poke him in the chest, and then Caesar just comes out yeah. and just fucks him up. But the way that whole scene is just directed and the way the sequence is, is shot and edited... And Fuck that, awesome. And that would and don't get me wrong, the, the pilot deserved it. He was being a dick. But that would be terrifying. Oh yeah, it was scary shit. Could you not could you I mean honestly, can you imagine just being out doing your own thing, looking you know, around your car or whatever, and a fucking monkey just attacks you? No, I can't that, imagine that's... it. <laughs> I think there's a lot of terrifying images in this movie that, that, like yeah. about that. That that would just be. Could you imagine sitting horrifying. in traffic and all of a sudden there's a monkey in your window? It's like ah, you know, right? like, oh shit, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. Um, but yeah, Rupert Wyatt fucking killed it, I think. And I had never seen really anything he's ever done. I looked up his filmography; it's not huge. I'd never seen any of it, but I do see that he's um, so the director and producer of the upcoming Halo series in 2020. Oh, nice! So that could be cool. So, so he hadn't really done much before the the Apes movies? He did one movie before it. I forgot what it was called. I want to say like The Escapist or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but he was well, good. He, he definitely did a good job. Yeah. So from there, because of that attack, they get moved into the Animal Sanctuary, where we get a stupid American Malfoy, as I like to call him. <laughs> stupid American Malfoy, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Basically, yeah. American yeah. Draco Malfoy who likes to pick on apes. Right. Fucking people suck so hard. So much. Homesick Caesar. Ugh. God damn this movie. Yeah. <sighs> I'm getting sad just thinking about him drawing the fucking picture of his window on the wall. I, I've got it. I've got a note about that. Yeah. But uh, uh, another thing is from uh, uh, Franco's point of view. While the Caesar was taken away and put in the sanctuary, so he's just basically put in monkey jail, and uh, the disease that he he had used the stuff to help his dad and it, it was working. John Lithgow was back to back to normal. Everything was great for five and, years. And then, yeah, for five years. And then it starts wearing off and he starts losing it again. And that was about the same time that Caesar got taken away. And I, I definitely agree with you about not portraying a scientist very well, but I think he, re- he honestly did a, a good job of like this guy, like, Oh my God, my dad is dying again. And Caesar is in monkey jail. Yeah, I like, felt just kind of. I mean, it, it it that's that's that was heartbreaking. The whole fucking movie's heartbreaking, dude. Well, like, yeah, I write that's... heartbreaking so many times in my notes. <laughs> like I'm dying. Ugh. 
God damn it. So, you know, because of all that, he winds up, you know, uh, trying to accelerate the treatment and creates a new strain of the virus and they start testing it. And that's right. when we meet Koba, yep. who's a smart, smart ape. The, the one-eyed, one-eyed ape. Um, when he writes uh, Jacobs on the thing and he turns and smiles at that guy, fucking just sent shivers yeah. down my spine because unlike you, I remember the second movie very well. And I know what happens with Koba. So I'm just like, wow. I mean, it's on, on a rewatch, it's a different thing seeing that smile than it that, is that the makes first sense. time. That makes sense. And we'll talk about that in that episode, uh, which should be episode three of this series. Um, yeah, the uh, and, and let's, go, let's go back for a second to your... Uh, when he draws the... All right, so when Caesar's at home... There's this one certain window, like a round window with a wood thing. Well, he's in, in an attic with one window. And uh, yeah, and uh, so when he gets put in in monkey jail, he finds a little piece of chalk or something, and he actually draws on his wall what looks like the window from from his home. And that, wow, mm. that that hit hard. Mm-hmm. This whole movie's a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, very true. I mean, it really is. Just to the all, fucking face. All the feels. I mean, it's terrible. All the feels. Um, yeah, so once he's in the, you know, this ape jail, is fucking horrible for him. You know, Maurice tells him, human no like smart ape. You know, that's where that comes from. And he, like, he sees the burden he is on man, but this is also when he starts realizing the differences between him and James Franco. Whereas it's Caesar right. as a character wasn't thinking of this before. Well, it's also it's the first time he met other monkeys. Exactly, this is why. So I mean, he he'd never been around his own kind, and and uh, when he first got introduced to the uh, general population, they kind of kicked his ass. Well, Rocket was the alpha. Yeah, and uh, it just just seeing his reaction to the other monkeys, like what the hell? What is wrong with you people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. And uh, and then he gradually com- comes to learn that you know hey they're 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 like me, I'm a little smarter than them but still they're these are my people. Yeah, um, you know and then he starts getting angry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, angry Caesar is no joke. That's for damn sure. Angry Caesar scares the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, just wait, <laughs> just wait. It gets yep. worse throughout the series. But uh, like his fucking plan to take take Alpha status, that shit is awesome. Yeah, the way that he frees Buck the gorilla, and then like you know, fucking just sucker punches Rocket. Oh man, yep, that was so awesome. And then like, as he's taken, it's cool because you know it's clear that he takes Alpha status because he's smart, right? But the way that he does it is so not human because he's kind. Humans, as a species, are always about just fucking over weaker. You know, basically, uh, yeah. we don't like whatever. Uh, Caesar, if you watch, he does everything through respect. I find this very interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, he really you know, like the difference between human and ape. So you got uh, you, you got stupid American Malfoy. Yeah, and uh, even he didn't even kill him. Well, I mean, he did eventually, but it was more self defense. But starting out, he didn't even kill him. And uh, you got the other guy, the the stupid American Malfoy's partner. I don't I don't remember his name, but uh, you know, one of the other monkeys was about to kill him, and Caesar was like, nope. Not killing him, mm-hmm. and just threw him, threw him in another cage. Well, he didn't want to, um, you know, kill people. And there, there were there were several instances later on when it, when the action and, and violence got a little more more intense, where he wouldn't kill, mm-hmm. or, or if he did, it was just pure self defense. It, it wasn't he didn't murder anyone. I don't think I don't think so. You know, not not 
Not at all. It's just not him, you know. He yeah. doesn't want to do that. And this is something that comes into play in the second movie. And uh, Right, which I haven't seen. This but. is a progression of Caesar's character, like, just all the cool. way, you know. And uh, and then you got all the other monkeys who, once they become intelligent, they realize they want to kill humans. And uh, I I very much relate to that. I <laughs> I'm not saying it's right, but I understand it. Well, sure. I mean, they're test subjects. <laughs> That's not fucking cool. Um, I don't know, but like Caesar, he basically finds a way to make himself move freely throughout the compound and escapes and goes and gets goes to James Franco's house, spies on him, and grabs some yeah, of the yeah watches uh, them while they're sleeping. Stuff. That was a little that was a little creepy. It looked creepy. A little um, creepy. But then he goes back and makes all the apes at the sanctuary smart. Yeah. Right? Um, and before before we get to, to that part, um, just to go back just a little bit, the scene where Franco bribes the, uh, the, the monkey jail guy, and then they actually go to Caesar's cell, opens the door, and he's like, all right, come on, Caesar, let's go home. And Caesar just closes the door. That, that was a very powerful scene. Yep, that's when he. I mean, that's when he decides to take over because the scene of him becoming alpha is right after that. Yeah, well, because you. I mean, you see him like looking at all the other monkeys, like you from his. Well, point he feels of view. them watching him. Right, he knows that they're making a decision based on him, and he's setting an example of for them. Yeah, and he he chooses to stay with them and help them. It, it wasn't in a, a mean way towards Franco, but he's just like these are my people. This is this is where I belong. His last line of the movie is Caesar is home. So yeah, that was that was great. I agree. Fuck, it's, it's a it's a well written movie. I have to say, uh, one of my notes here is this movie is literally just an ape doing stuff, and I love it. Agreed. It's Very just, much agreed. It's so interesting to watch him figure things out, and you can see him making decisions and what those decisions mean, where they came from, what's going to happen, all without words. It's so fucking interesting. Yep. Andy Serkis is probably one of the few people who could have done it. Yeah, you know, I think there are probably some other actors who could have done a fine job. You know, like look at uh, there's, there's one guy who played Rocket throughout the whole series. His name is Terry Notary. He's like a movement um, guy. Like he taught. I oh, like the the not CGI um, motion capture stuff. Yes, yes, but he started off before they were doing motion capture as just like a movement specialist coach. Like he would come up for movement of stuff. Like he came up with uh, I think I believe the Avatar people's movements, things like that. Gotcha. Like he's that dude. You know. Okay. Uh, and uh, he, he, you know, he's interesting. You can watch him do a lot of things. Rocket and silent. now, now Rocket, Rocket was the uh, the first the, alpha, the alpha before Caesar came along. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was Rocket, and then Maurice was the orangutan, who's also really good. Uh, some I don't I don't know her name who plays him, but she's very good, especially in the third movie. Cool. So so Maurice makes it to the third movie too. That that's cool. Spoilers, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Um, so where does that bring us in the movie? I guess well they're they're smart. Yeah, they're smart yeah, they're now all, they're, they're all up. smart. And uh, fucking Malfoy's being a dick. Caesar challenges him. Caesar yeah. learns how to say no, and he says it a lot. Yeah, and and that the first time he says it though that was that was Chilling. a he he was holding Malfoy's arm at the time. So for Malfoy that was that stupid was, American Malfoy. Stupid American Malfoy. Apologies. Um, that was a butthole tightening experience, I would imagine. Butthole tightening. Butthole tightening experience. I agree. 
I, I mean, when you're trying the to person in the cars with butthole loosening experience. <laughs> yep, exactly. Another thing about, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. It derailed. I don't remember where I was going with this. So now I'm just going to look at you until you say something. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so I'm going to continue with the story. Yeah, continue. we're almost continue. in the movie, and this is when the movie like gets <clears throat> fucking awesome. You know, once they escape and they just go on the ape rampage, they go to the, the, the zoo and they fucking free the other apes, and then they go to the Genesis place and they make everybody smart, and then they just go on a rampage across San Francisco. So entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so great. fucking entertaining, man. Um, the gorilla, what was his name? Buck. The way he just like slams himself into the into the gate to let the chimps loose, and that, then they all just start grabbing awesome. spears and shit. Yep. We both at the same time were like, "Oh, <laughs> they're armed." It was fucking like it's just a really like exciting sequence, and do it goes you, on for a fair amount of time. Do you think if if the roles were reversed, that humans as a whole? would go rescue other humans or would they just haul ass to wherever they think is safe? I, well, I think that, that you're asking a very, like a, a question that's going to go on for a whole other episode of the show. <laughs> Cause I mean, you're talking about what is man, you know, who are we? Some people would go and save and rescue all the people. Others wouldn't give a fuck and just go. The apes aren't like that. Caesar wants all the apes free and to be strong. Right. Cause he says that apes together strong. See, and, and that's, that's kind of my point. Every single ape went to help the other apes. I don't think there was any... I, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think there was a single one that was like, yeah, um, fuck you guys, I'm out. I'm yeah, gonna no, go they do don't look thing. out for themselves at all. It's like they're all forming a tribe, you know? Right. It's like they're expanding their tribe with the intelligent apes. Like They know they can bring the intelligence and expand them and make themselves stronger. I think that's Caesar's thing. He knows that. All these people are going to kill them unless there's a shit ton of fucking monkeys. True. And then, like, dude, they're moving in herds across everything. That, that was nuts. All the leaves falling on that street on the jogger and shit. Yeah, and of, of course, dude's the pilot's car. That oh, poor yeah. that poor bastard. He gets everything. Oh, well, let's say prior to this, when they were still in the experimentation phase, the primary ape handler gets infected. He's the first oh, victim yeah, of the simian flu. That's kind of a, an important thing that and we forgot to mention. And then he goes to visit James Franco, who's not at home, but the neighbor, the pilot is his neighbor, and he winds up infecting the pilot. Yep. And then he dies. So, you know, throughout all this, there's, like, a guy with the infection, because the apes hadn't infected anybody. You know what I mean? Like, when, right, they, when was... they let all the, the virus out, there was no humans around. Because the, the first one, uh, the first... Uh, vaccine virus cure whatever you want to call it um was delivered via a shot um the second one was it was more of a gas form aerosol so uh so yeah he he accidentally lost his mask and breathed it in and that's what ultimately killed him and ultimately kills everyone all humanity basically everyone so the apes are rampaging across san francisco trying to get to the giant redwood forest that's where, like, Cedar wants to go and thinks he'll be at home. So that's where they're going. And it all, like, culminates into a giant, like, fight with the police on the fucking Golden Gate Bridge. Wild. Fuck Wild the police. Fucking scene. Um, Buck. Here's to Buck. Let's raise a glass that we don't have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To raise a glass Buck, to Buck. The first ape hero in the uprising. The, the first martyr. His name will be grunted about in legend for <laughs> centuries. Raise a banana for Buck. That's right. Um, you know, a banana daiquiri, whatever. But he was great. 
And then you got fucking Koba still there. Now, Koba was introduced in the thing, and it's been, it was told to us that he was in a lot of laboratories and knows what's up. And he was smart, too, because he was the name who got gassed by the scientists. So yeah, he's he kind was, of already evolved. He was the first one that got gassed. Mm-hmm. The first one to get the uh, the second generation medicine. Right. So when Caesar loses Buck, you know, because Buck basically dies defending Caesar, and the main scientist, like the money man. Jacobs, yeah. Jacobs is in the helicopter and asks for Caesar to help him. Caesar gives him that Batman look, as you described. Yeah, because, I mean, it reminded me of Batman, because he was, he was on this helicopter. Oh, it's the same moment. He, he was on the helicopter about to fall, and he's like, help me, help me, take my hand. And, and you see Caesar, who, again, with no words, basically says Batman's line from Batman Begins, which is, uh, I, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. So he doesn't help. He just walks away. And then Koba fucking comes and <laughs> drops him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking Koba, man. Jesus. Such a chaotic ending. The ending was right. awesome monkey chaos. I really, really dug it. You know? And then it's cool. You know, that goes, and Caesar and uh, Franco get their little moment. And Caesar says, Caesar is home. You know? That, that was great. And you get the triumphant, like, just, they all go to the top of the trees and look out in the CGI landscape. Which, by the way, just, you know, sure, it looks okay. But it doesn't look great compared to the last movie. Fucking shit just keeps getting better and better. Looking forward to the the next two movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that happens, and then you see like the pilot walking through the airport, fucking coughing up blood, and then the the cool graphic of them. Yeah, the graphic. The virus. You see a a mid credit uh, a mid credit scene where uh, you don't actually see any people, but you see dudes plane flying across, and then you see it land, and then you see it spread out like you, like the virus is spreading out. And, All uh, over the world. Then it kind of pans out, and you see this virus spreading everywhere. And uh, all the people die, and then Randall Flagg shows up. And, <laughs> oh, sorry, different. different yeah, it's a different universe. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and it was a fucking masterpiece. It was. It was really good, and uh, now I'm I'm actually very curious about going back. To rewatch the uh, the original first Planet of the Apes movie. Oh, we will just to see just to see how it how it stacks up. You know, um, it can't. It's so different. What do you mean? It's a different thing. It's a different beast. Right. No, I, I understand that. It's a different time, and I I get that. But it's just. Well, I just mean the story. Well, the story. It's kind of the same because you see the the. Uh, they actually make a reference to the 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 uh, spaceship guy. They do the Icarus space. Icarus, Icarus launch. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of curious. I mean, we'll see. We'll get. To, we're definitely gonna watch every Planet of the Apes movie ever. <laughs> and there was like what ten of them or something. I think there was. There's three of these. There's a stupid Tim Burton one. I think there's like six of the original movies. Yeah, the originals. That's what I'm I'm talking about. I think there's there six of them. Six. Wow. It's a lot of fucking movies, and I think there's a TV show. So if we ever get desperate for content. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I think there was a, a TV show. We should see if we can get our hands on some of the old Mego figures. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Right? I don't know. So, uh, I don't know. You got, any, you got any final thoughts? I... Other than being excited for the franchise? My final thoughts is... Uh, in One thing I've noticed, a theme I've, I've noticed. In general, whenever all of humanity is fighting against something that is trying to destroy it, I'm usually rooting for the something. 
Oh yeah, I'm an <laughs> ape all the way in these movies. The humans are always dickheads. And, and it's, I oh two things, two things. So one about yeah, basically humans are trash. Um, that's really all I need to say about that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, do you think? How tempted do you think uh, Franco was to take it himself? At least b- before he found out it was harmful to humans. Like when it, basically the first one when he was when he was didn't with seem his dad. like he was tempted at all. Would you have been? Well, I don't think. Well, at that point, he didn't know that it would enhance. He only thought that it would repair. So, with him not having any damage, I don't think he would have taken. It wasn't until he saw his father improving, and I think he might have considered it. But, but at that point, if 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 you were James, oh, I'm Franco, selfish. Yeah, I'd do it. Would would you would I absolutely would too? Yeah, give me a limitless pill. You know, whatever, I'll take it. <laughs> that's yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Although yeah. I didn't see that movie, so I don't know what happens to him after he takes the pill. <laughs> I love lots, lots of craziness, it. but yeah, it it decent movie, but that's a di- different discussion. Yeah, but, it's a different. Movie. Yeah, I I absolutely would have taken it. And uh, as far as morally, though, do you think if there were a pill, a limitless pill, or a uh, the one one three whatever this stuff was, morally speaking, would you still be a human or would you just be an advanced human or would you be something different? I guess it would be advanced. Would that... It doesn't change your DNA. It just enhances you. So you'd be an enhanced human. True. True. I would take it though to answer your question. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't too. like my morals. As long as I'm not hurting anybody, fuck it. That's a, that's a great, great quote. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like I've, uh, I mean, what? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. If you're not hurting anyone, fuck it. That's, how I, that's just how I feel, you know? And, like, if I can make myself better, I'll do it. I completely agree. Hmm. Well, uh, uh, what about you? Any any final thoughts? Using- I, I like you. I'm excited for more. Uh, I love these movies. And as much fun as this movie is, the next one I think is even better. I am so I looking wait. forward to the second one. I the next wait. movie we're going to do, should we tell them about it or, or just let it be a surprise? No, we got to tell them about it. So it's a, uh, what was it, 1999? I believe I think. so. 1999 classic called Primal Force, wasn't it? Primal Force, yes. Right. With um, Ron Perlman. With the great Ron Perlman. And it just looks... So horrible! It's yeah. gonna, it's going to be amazing, guys. You should really. This is why we have to tell them about it because they, they need to watch it. I'm That's sure nobody's true. seen That's this true. movie. It's on YouTube. The entire movie's on YouTube. Primal Force for free. 1999 sci-fi original movie. Check it out. Primal Force on YouTube, and, and it, it's free. It's not one of the 299s. It's free. Ron Perlman fighting a giant gorilla or something. It, it looked like just a terrible it, ape. Yeah, just horrible. Yeah. And I so we look forward to, to it. watch it. Hopefully, we'll get Eric from Boat Fight on. That would be great. Love um, to have him on. You know, if not, we'll just have a great old time and do it. So yeah, people, please watch Primal Force. And um, if you liked Monkey Movie Mondays, subscribe to us. Yeah, subscribe. Uh, give us some some show us some love on on Facebook. If rate and review. Are we on Facebook? We're going to be on... We're going to have to be. Here's the thing. Sorry, guys. We're doing this months in advance, and we don't have anything planned, but I feel like we should make a Facebook page. Agreed. So, yes. Look for us on Facebook, Monkey Movie Mondays. Look for us on 
Instagram, we can maybe like post like the posters and shit from the movies. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so we'll do that. And then I don't know. After that, we'll just let you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Looking forward to uh, more more monkey movies. And uh, hopefully you guys will will uh, enjoy taking this journey with us as we watch more monkey movies. I'm excited for this journey. I am as well. Looking forward to it. Thank you for having me on, Chris. And uh, there's no guess, thank you for having you on. This is our show, man. We're, you're going to be on every episode unless you can't come. No, I, that's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Thank you for for letting me be a part of this. It's, oh, of course. I when you first pitched me this idea, not gonna lie, I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. Oh yeah, because it sounds like it. <laughs> you know, but, but it's a good idea. But now that we've uh, we've we've watched the first movie and and we're kind of starting to wrap up our first episode. It's still a really dumb idea, but I love it so much. I think that's what I like about it, though. I think we can do a lot of different things. We can go from movies that we really like to fucking crazy, stupid movies, to movies that are like, are they even monkey movies? You know, <laughs> but here we are doing them anyway. Like, I think it's a fucking funny idea. And I wanted to do, to do a show with you anyway. You know, since, you know, Finding Asheville fell through, we don't really see each other too often. Yeah. I wanted to bring you into the Boat Fight Network. And, and I appreciate it. I, I've forgotten... I've forgotten how much I enjoy speaking into a robot penis. Mm. It's, it's good stuff, and I, I really have missed it. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, Finding Asheville is not completely done. Uh, we, we may be getting back out there eventually, knock on wood. Um, but if not, yes, I, I'm enjoying Monkey Movie Monday. And uh, so thank you. I, I very much appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for doing it, man. I've been excited to do this for, what, I bring this to you like three months ago? Something like that, yeah. It's, it's been a while. Well, cool. Uh, this wraps up our first episode of Monkey Movie Monday. Hope you enjoyed it. Go eat a banana. Yeah, stick around. Monkey Movie Mondays with Chris Martinez and Ben Whitaker is a boat fight production in association with RadioHaver.com. Theme and logo provided by Josh Jones. You've never been in a boat fight, have you?